This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Adam Schefter reports Cowboys offensive lineman Zach Martin will get a reworked contract which pays him more than $36 million guaranteed over the next two years. He adds about an additional $8.5 million plus. Both of the years have been fully guaranteed, so one holdout is over. The Cowboys get back their guard. A victory for both. Zach Martin is one of the best run-blocking guards in the NFL. He's also one of the best pass-protecting guards in the NFL. A no-brainer for Dallas. Welcome into Canteen Carlin, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Alongside Mike Wells, I'm Michelle Smallman, and we're in the middle of the ESPN Fantasy Football Marathon. Completely free, easier than ever to join. All you have to do is sign up at ESPN.com slash FFL or in the ESPN Fantasy app. Well, Mike, as we heard in there in the intro, Zach Martin and the Cowboys agree to a reworked deal. His holdout is over. This new deal the rework deal guarantees Zach Martin $36 million over the next two seasons, which was up from the $27.5 million he was set to earn this year and next. Um, Todd Archer here at ESPN has the quote. It said, obviously it took a little time, but I'm super grateful to the Joneses. Once we started talking and having that connection, we were able to figure something out that worked for the both of us. That was from Zach Martin. So he was clearly unhappy with his deal. He thought that his value was higher than what he was being compensated for. They were able to get the deal done. But now that Zach Barton is back in the fold, is there no more excuses for the Cowboys? Listen, I, you know, we, 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 we talk about the New York Jets needing to have a Super Bowl or bust year now that, now that they've um, acquired Aaron Rodgers. For the Dallas Cowboys, it's, it's got to be Super Bowl or bust. I mean, uh, last time they won a Super Bowl was back in the 90s. And now that Dak Prescott has Zach Martin out there, he 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 really he really shouldn't have an excuses. I mean, Dak's got to stop throwing interceptions. That's the reality. Yeah, right. at all. They have to find a win way to win because when you have an owner like Jerry Jones who has no problem going out in front of the camera and talking about the expectations that his franchise has, you have to go out there and get it done. You can't get to the playoffs again. You can't steamroll and you know win the NFC East or put the pressure on the Philadelphia Eagles in the NFC East and make the playoffs and come out strong. And then all of a sudden, once the postseason gets here, fall flat on their face. Because, you know, as much as people dislike the Dallas Cowboys, there's a lot of people in America that love the Dallas Cowboys still. <laughs> and the, pre- the pressure is definitely on head coach Mike McCarthy and quarterback Dak Prescott because Dak – the number of interceptions he had closing out the season, I mean, you know, he threw an interception almost every one of the final few games of the regular season for the Cowboys last year. He has uh, thrown a lot of interceptions in training camp. He's got to find a way to get it done. It, ha- it has to be done because that window of saying that Dak is that guy, it could be getting smaller if he struggles this year, his inability to protect the football. I'm with you. I think that you're kind of at the 
end of a certain road with the Dallas Cowboys. Dak Prescott, as you mentioned, tied for the league lead in interceptions last year with 15. That's despite missing five games with that broken thumb, Mike. And he was picked off twice in the playoff loss to the 49ers. So you have questions about Dak Prescott, not only with the interceptions, but with the with the playoffs. The playoff record, not great. Can he be the guy to get it done? We know that the hot seat is always an issue with the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys as the years go by and they don't win a Super Bowl. But, you know, I, I wonder about Mike McCarthy, though, because how many years did we say Jason Garrett, if he goes 8-8 eight and eight again, he's going to be fired? And Jerry extended the runway for him. But I just know that Jerry is not getting any, any younger and he is very clear about his expectations for this team. He it says, we have the personnel and the talent to win a Super Bowl. So you have to wonder if the Cowboys don't get it done, if Mike McCarthy is going to be out of a job. And now that there aren't questions about Zach Martin, one of your two best players is back on the field. And with the offense too, Mike, I have to wonder if they're out of excuses because Mike McCarthy handling the play calling himself after Kellen Moore departs. They say the offense is very Dak friendly. So you know, they're, they're going to have to turn some question marks into exclamation points or else it's going to be the same story for the Dallas Cowboys. It will be. And, and the reality is it's not like the Dallas Cowboys, Michelle, are playing in the AFC where, you know, that is the gauntlet uh, of, of teams in the AFC. They, they are playing in the NFC. When you look at the NFC as of right now, because, of course, games are not won on paper, how many legitimate Super Bowl contending teams can you look at in the NFC? I mean, Philadelphia Eagles. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think I think um, the San Francisco 49ers are one team that is well coached. It doesn't matter who's playing quarterback. Kyle Shanahan, in my opinion, is one of the top two or three head coaches in the NFL. So they're going to be out there. Uh, the NFC South, top to bottom, could be a struggle. They, you know, t- somebody's got to win it by default. There's not a lot of Super Bowl contending teams in the NFC, so the opportunity is there. You know, the first step for the Cowboys is they need to find a way to get home field advantage in the playoffs, right. which means they got to uh, clearly beat, you know, win the division over the Philadelphia Eagles, the, the team that represented the NFC in the Super Bowl last year. They've got to find a way to overcome them, but the chance is there. Now, if we were in, the, if they were in the AFC, I'd be like, man. <laughs> it's going to be hard for these Cowboys to get there because right. every, every division has a team that is capable of making a run with the exception of maybe possibly the Jacksonville Jaguars um, in the AFC. So Dallas, the chance is there. And so if they falter, if they fall on their butts yet again, if I'm Jerry Jones, I'm hot. I'm right. like, Mike, we've given, we've given you everything. Dak, God, I'm tired of talking about you got to cut down on your turnovers. Like you said, missed five games last year and still turned the ball over 15 times. There are no excuses for the Cowboys not to have success this season. Zero, none, zilch, barring them suffering a bunch of injuries. You're right, especially because the path to the NFC is so much easier than the AFC. In the AFC, we're talking about what? Eight teams maybe that are in the Super Bowl contending conversation versus three in the NFC, and yeah. one of them is the San Francisco 49ers, and we're wondering about their quarterback situation. That might not even really be an issue when it comes to San Francisco, but still, it's not as if they're some of the teams are talking about in the AFC. But Dak Prescott, if things don't improve for him, what is his future going to look like in Dallas? Here's our ESPN NFL reporter, Kimberly A. Martin. I think we are nearing the precipice of that of entering that sort of realm of where we question... Is Dak the guy? Now, I find those questions ridiculous myself because if, you wa- if you've watched Dak's career, last year was a complete aberration. 
we haven't he's always been a guy who's protected the football he's never what what was disturbing or alarming was the fact that he had missed five games and still was tied for the league lead in interceptions that's not going to happen again I just think statistically the law of averages that wasn't going to happen again anyway but I think if this Cowboys team finds another if this is another disappointing season if this is another season where yes they make the playoffs but it's an early exit we're going to be talking about is Dak the answer long term and I think it's an unfortunate conversation but it's a it's a conversation I know we'll be having just because it's the Cowboys you have to wonder Mike at what point Jerry will just say new head coach new quarterback we're going to figure it out if it does if if it's yet again another disappointing postseason result I I question I I gotta say this I'll question if Jerry Jones's ego will allow that though Michelle Oh, interesting. Mean, he, Go he on. Enjoy, he he enjoys being in the forefront. He enjoys being in the attention. I think when you look at owners that enjoy the spotlight, the camera, I think there's two owners, Jerry Jones and Colts owner Jim Mercer. They love the camera in front of them. Of they course. love to have their, have their teams talked about. They love discussing the expectations, the excitement behind their team. If you go out, you fire the head coach, you get rid of Dak Prescott, what you're saying is we're starting all over again. You think you alluded to it. You said Jerry Jones is getting up there in age. Do you think he has the patience to want to rebuild this franchise? I'm not so sure about that uh, because nobody's going to talk about the Dallas Cowboys if you get a new head coach and let's just say they struggle and you, you have to draft a quarterback. You're talking about needing patience. You're going to need some years. Yeah. I'm not sure Jerry can handle that. Who do you think is under more pressure, Dak or Mike McCarthy? Because with Dak, you can point to the interceptions last year, but – before last year, he never had more than 13 interceptions in a season. Um, so, you know, you could make the argument if you want, even though the postseason record is what it is. I believe it's two and four in the postseason that last year was kind of an outlier. If he if he doesn't have the interceptions, but they have an early postseason X and you could make the argument for Dak. Mike McCarthy, he he improved the interception ratio for Brett Favre and for Aaron Rodgers when he was their coach. So he seemingly is the guy that can do it. But I, I just wonder who, if Jerry had to choose, like which, if we're giving out blame pie, if we have yet another early postseason exit for the Cowboys, who is getting a bigger slice from Jerry Jones? Because I don't know if both of them can emerge unscathed if the result is the same. I'm, I'm going to say head coach Mike McCarthy. And we're talking about a coach who has led the Cowboys to back-to-back 12-5 and five seasons. You know, got lost in the wild card round in 2021, lost in the divisional round last season. I'm going to say Mike McCarthy got, you know, no a new offensive coordinator. Kellen Moore is now uh, with, with the Chargers and working with um, Justin Herbert. If they can't get it done, I say head coach, go, head coach goes first because of – you know, you're thinking it was just a one-hit wonder out of Dak Prescott with the turnover problems last season. I wonder where he would turn because, gosh, it feels like the clock, the clock is always ticking on the Dallas Cowboys. But if they were oh, yeah. to have to make another change, I can't imagine where he would go. Do you think he would go in the college ranks, try to poach somebody from college? Ooh, man. Ooh, that's depends on who the hot shot. If there's a hot shot young head coach who was um, doing something, something big out of there, or, you know, a young, a, a, a young hot shot offensive coordinator who, who is going to be the next sure thing in everybody's eyes. That's what I, I think more in the NFL game, a guy who 
can get them going offensively, an, off, an OC who has kicked butt on whatever team he's uh, called plays for. He's Mike Wells. I'm Michelle Smallman. You're listening to Canteen Carlin on ESPN Radio. We're in the middle of the ESPN Fantasy Football Marathon. It's completely free and it's easier than ever to join. All you have to do, head over to ESPN.com slash FFL and sign up. Or you can check it out in the ESPN Fantasy app. Well, Mike, let's play a little game, a little NFL game called Same Faces, New Places. We're going to talk about some of our uh, off-season changes happening in the NFL. We'll welcome in our producer, Shannon Penn, who's mm-hmm. going to orchestrate and take us through this. What's up, Shannon? All right, so all positive vibes only today. So I'm going to give you a player, a transaction that happened this NFL offseason. you got to tell me if you love it or like it. See, I didn't even do a hated it or anything like that. It's either okay. love it or like it. All posi- positive vibes only here on a Tuesday, okay? Except we just spent 10 minutes talking about a potential disaster for the Dallas Cowboys and but, people losing their jobs. But well, positive vibes only. Yeah, it's the Cowboys. That doesn't matter. Speaking of which, look, we got a call topic today. You can join the conversation on the CC call in line, one eight eight say espn one eight eight seven two nine three seven seven six. Who do you love rooting against? It could be a team. It could be a player. Who do you love rooting against? I know for a lot of folks, the Cowboys are high on that list. Oh, yeah. So give us a call. Which team, which player, who do you love rooting against? But now back to positive vibes only, okay? Here okay. we go. I'm gonna. Uh, we'll start the first transaction, Mike. I'm going to start with you. The New York Jets trading for Aaron Rodgers. Did you love that move or did you like just like that move? I love that move, Aaron. I, I, I mean, excuse me, Shannon. I love that the Jets got Aaron more so selfishly because he's going from that small market of Green Bay to the big city of New York where Aaron's not going to be able to punk the media and be able to think that he runs that city. I love it because if Aaron Rodgers trips on a curb, it's going to be on the back page of the New York Post. Anything (laughs) Aaron Rodgers does is going to be brought into the spotlight. Aaron got away with a lot of things uh, in Green Bay. It won't happen with New York, and I can't wait for when that type of stuff happens and the media makes it, blows it out of proportion. So I love it in New York. I absolutely love it. I think it is a perfect situation for both sides. Aaron Rodgers was unhappy in Green Bay. He wanted out. The The New York Jets felt like they were a quarterback away. It's a turnkey situation for him, as turnkey as it can possibly be, as he tries to do the, the old Tom Brady breakup and make the miss you move. Um, I love that he is already a star in a town that loves stars and needs stars. And I just see this different side of him. He's, he's so rejuvenated. I love it. I think it's awesome. All right, the next uh, transaction on the list here, Michelle, Ezekiel Elliott signing a one-year deal with the New England Patriots. Do you love it or do you like it? I like it. I know that the Patriots needed to add another element to their backfield. And with what Bill Belichick is trying to do this season, the old uh, ground game and defense approach, uh, adding Zeke to the roster certainly helps your chances there. I just don't know what version of Ezekiel Elliott we're going to get and if he's going to be that much of a dramatic improvement or an impact for this Patriots team. So I like it. I like it. Man, I wish we had love it and hate it, Shannon, because I would. But positive it, it, vibes only. Your, positive vibes only. Man. I know. It, hey, this is it's your game, and I'm just along for the ride. So I'm going to go with like it by default, just by default, because I don't have an option to pick anything else. Listen, Ezekiel <laughs> Elliott. Uh, yes, he has rushed for a thousand, at least a thousand yards uh, four times in his career. But being that dominant running back that he once was when he first entered the league. I'm not sure he has it left in him. And when you're the New England Patriots and you need to be able to help quarterback Mac Jones out as much as possible, I'm just not sure Ezekiel is going to 
be that much of a difference maker. So at this point, I'm just going to like it and hope that the best will come because right now, nobody cares about the New England Patriots anymore now that Tom Brady's been gone. All right, the next transaction on the list here, Mike, the New Orleans Saints signing Derek Carr to be their QB1. Do you like it or do you love it? Oh, I lo- I love that move, man. I- I'm a Derek. I'm a- I'm gonna be biased right here. Michelle and I were talking before the show about favorite teams. I said I'm I'm a guy that enjoys favorite players, mm-hmm. and Derek Carr is one of those guys that I've enjoyed watching. I wish the Indianapolis Colts would have went out and acquired him several years ago from the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. I thought he'd be that been that guy. It just wasn't gonna work out. He and Josh McDaniels in with um. Uh, with the Raiders, just it was like oil and water. But I think Derek Carr still has plenty left in the tank. I can't wait to see what he does down in with the Saints. I just hope you know he can survive without Alvin Kamara for the first couple weeks of the season. But I love that move. The Saints have been trying to find a quarterback ever since Drew Brees retired. Jameis Winston was not that guy. So I I love that Carr is going to have an opportunity to kind of jumpstart his career again. Couldn't agree more. I am a huge Derek Carr fan. I think he's one of those guys that has been underrated in his career. I think he's an exceptional leader. When you think about all the the turmoil and the drama that happened to Vegas last year, he carried himself with um, such high character and really set the tone to kind of rein his teammates in what could could have been a really... um, and probably was a tough time, but I just think that this seems like the perfect fit for him. Sometimes a change, change of scenery is all you need, and I think Derek Carr is going to fit in perfectly with the New Orleans Saints, and I love that he went to a place where he has a pretty easy path to success. He's the best quarterback in that division, and I think we're going to see a different version of Derek Carr. I'm excited to see him this year with New Orleans. All right, we're doing a little same faces, new places, love it or like it here on Canty and Carlin with Michelle Smallman and Mike Wells. The next transaction on the list, I know he's currently hurt right now, but Michelle, the Dolphins trading for Jalen Ramsey. Do you love it or did you like it? Oh, I loved it. I loved it. I hate that he's injured, though. I think they're eyeing a December return for him, but... The, the division is so tough. You have the Jets out there signing everybody, collecting as many stars as they can. You know what Buffalo is. It seems like the division still runs through Buffalo. I love that the Dolphins went out and added another star to their defense in Jalen Ramsey. Man, you have to, you put a trick question in this one, Shannon, man, by trying, you asked about a guy who's injured right now. <laughs> uh, I, I, I love, I love the trade at the time. And if Jalen comes back in December, the Dolphins may not be in the they may not be in the thick of things in the AFC by then. But since it is your show once again, your your segment, I'm gonna say I loved it. I've been a Jalen Ramsey fan ever since he was at Florida State. Uh I had an opportunity to cover him several times when he was with the Jacksonville Jaguars. You know, he shuts down one side of the football field. I hope he gets back sooner than later. Hopefully he has a speedy recovery. So I I do love the uh, the move for him going down there with with uh, Miami. Well, thank you, Shannon. That was a fun game of love it or like it. Positive vibes only here on Canteen Carlin on ESPN Radio. He's Mike Wells. I'm Michelle Smallman. And coming up next, how does the Dalvin Cook signing with the Jets affect Brees Hall's fantasy value? We're going to discuss it next with one of our fantasy football experts after Mike has this word from Indeed. If you're having a hard time hiring in no time, you need Indeed, the number one source for hires in the U.S. according to Talent mm-hmm. Nest. Sponsor a job, and Indeed will help you attract, interview, and hire candidates fast. With Instant Match, you'll instantly receive a short list of candidates whose re- resumes on Indeed match your job description. You can easily schedule and conduct virtual interviews 
all from one place. Visit Indeed.com slash credit to get $75 toward your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Get started at Indeed.com slash credit. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antscape presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. And Carlin, the podcast. The Queen Ludicrous Hybrid. I didn't know I needed Mike Wells. Wow. That fired me up to play some fantasy football, which is good news because we are in the middle of the ESPN Fantasy Football Marathon. It's completely free and it's easier than ever to join. All you need to do is sign up at ESPN.com slash FFL or in the ESPN Fantasy app. He's Mike Wells. I'm Michelle Smallman. It's Canteen Carlin on ESPN Radio and ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. And let's talk fantasy. Let's get a little strategy with our ESPN betting and fantasy analyst, Eric Moody, who joins us now eric thank you so much for the time i know it's a crazy day for you the the fantasy football marathon so let's start here dalvin cook he he officially signs with the jets how does that signing of dalvin cook affect Brees hall's value and vice versa yeah it's a really intriguing uh situation you know i was thinking about it last night uh we were getting ready to do uh, fantasy football now now, I remember as the news was breaking, because Adam Schefter was there, and he's like all on his phone having conversations. And so I was sitting there thinking, I know something is about to go down. So this is obviously a move uh, that has significant fantasy implications. So if you're looking at Dalvin Cook, like he was called by Aaron Rodgers, hey, I'd like for you to join me on the Jets. Let's make some things happen. And so I do see Cook you know, getting a lot of usage, especially early in the season. We all know about Brees Hall coming off the ACL injury, did practice on Tuesday, but I can see them really easing Hall in. They don't have to lean heavily on him with someone like Dalvin Cook, but in the grand scheme of things of fantasy football, I would view Cook 
is like a low-end RB2, especially early in the season. I think Hall is still like on the flex radar, but their value could swing to become a little bit more even as the season progresses. Eric, when you look on paper, you say, okay, Zico Elliott, 1,000 yards rushing in four of his seven seasons in the NFL. But obviously there's a reason why the Dallas Cowboys decided to part ways with him. So with that said, does Zeke have any value in New England? And that's, that's another great question. When that news broke, my first thought was that, wow, Ramondre Stevenson's fantasy value it does take a hit. But then I was thinking about it. And I was like, we all know the success that Stevenson had last year in a backfield that did have Damian Harris. And so I still like Stevenson, uh, I would say more so as a mid-range to low-end RBT. So still draft him. Just don't reach on him. Ezekiel Elliott will be involved, but they don't really have anyone behind Stevenson prior to signing Zeke. And so Zeke will fill a role. Uh, I just don't see him obviously leading that backfield in touches, but I still see Stevenson getting 16 to 18 touches a game. Zeke may be more so with that 8 to 10 range. But I'm not really targeting Zeke in, or Zeke in fantasy. I'm like, I may take a late-round flyer on him, but in my opinion, it's still Ramondre Stevenson's backfield. That's who you should have on your radar. We're in the middle of our ESPN Fantasy Football Marathon, and we're talking to our ESPN betting and fantasy analyst, Eric Moody. You can follow him on social media, and you should, at Eric and Moody. Eric, you have CeeDee Lamb ranked third in your keeper rankings. Do you expect his production to increase with the Cowboys edition of Brandon Cooks? I do. I'm very, very excited about CeeDee Lamb going into this season. He had a phenomenal year. Uh, in 2022. So I would say the addition of someone like Cook only helps C.D. Lamb. And here's the reason why. I mean, if you're a defensive coordinator, you're a cornerback, you're sitting there thinking, okay, like who, who are we going to cover here? Who are we going to prevent from making big plays? And so because of that, they're going to have to pick their poison. And I think that obviously helps C.D. Lamb. You've got someone like Brandon Cooks. You look at his statistical body of work. You know, I'll, I'll give you a stat. I'm like, you look at Cooks. I'm like, he's one of seven players, not just wide receivers, to have over 8,500 receiving yards and over 45 receiving touchdowns. Since 2014, it's only seven players. Brandon Cooks is one of them. So he only helped CeeDee Lamb, in my opinion. Eric, where's the proper um, spot to target Lions uh, running back Jameer Gibbs in fantasy drafts this season? Yeah, I really like uh, Jameer Gibbs as a – he's a solid RB2. Like he's lethal as a runner in between the tackles and as a receiver out of the backfield. Now, the backfield will be shared of David Montgomery. Paid him big money, so both will be involved. But if I'm in a fantasy draft, you know, whether you're in a 10-team league or 12-team league, I'm going to give you a range. If I'm in rounds like four through six, I need an RB2. I would have my eyes on Gibbs because Detroit's offensive line is phenomenal. I'm like, they created – you know, running lanes for their running backs last year. So I like how they've built and developed that offensive line. And so because of that offensive line, and they lean heavily on it, you know, not to have to rely entirely on Jared Goff. I really like David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs. But to answer your question on Gibbs, rounds four through six, that's the sweet spot. 
We're in the middle of our fantasy football marathon today at ESPN. It's a big, fun day. Sign up. Join us at ESPN.com slash FFL, or you can check it out in the ESPN Fantasy app. He's Eric Moody, our ESPN betting and fantasy analyst. He's giving us all the hot tips ahead of fantasy football this year. So uh, what about Kyle Pitts, Eric? Should fantasy managers jump on him and draft him ahead of his ADP coming off a down year last season? Yeah, Kyle Pitts, he was someone that was was definitely disappointing <laughs> last year. But he had that promising rookie season, right, where you know, he ended up you know, getting over 1,000 yards and then things obviously took a step back last year. I do like Pitts uh, at his average draft position. But when I look at like, the number of targets that he's accumulated in his seasons in the league and also like his average depth of target, I'm like, there's only one place to go, and it's really up. We've kind of seen Pitts hit, like, rock bottom. So he's not a player that I'm going to reach for. But if I'm in the middle round and I want to address the tight end position instead of waiting later, I'm willing to take a flyer, like, on Pitts. So don't be the fantasy manager that's constantly looking through the rearview mirror. We don't drive our cars like that in real life. You use the rearview mirror from time to time, but you have to look kind of straight ahead. And I think the future looks bright for Pitts. So I'm perfectly fine targeting him in the middle rounds as my tight end one. All right, Eric, I, I got to tell you this. Uh, last year was the first time I ever played any kind of fantasy sports. It was a father-son NFL fantasy draft. And we had oh, our second annual second annual one last weekend. And my 12-year-old son, we finished last in the league last year. So it was a snake draft. So we had the first pick overall. And then obviously it was a 12-team draft. So then we ended up with whatever the back end was. But point of the story is, we took Justin Fields as our as our first quarterback. So could Justin Fields end up being the number one fantasy quarterback this season? My biggest concern with Fields. So to answer your question, I'll, I'll kind of explain myself here. Um, I, I don't I don't believe that he can be the overall fantasy quarterback uh, this year. Oh, my feelings are hurt. It, <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to hurt your feelings. You know, let me let me try to redeem myself here. It's just that the, the passing volume, it's not going to be where it needs to be for him to make that leap. I know everyone's excited. They're like, hey, Moody, but we got DJ Moore. Uh, you know, we've got Chase Claypool. Darnell Mooney's still there. I, I get that. But I think, you know, you look at fields and, like, he's still going to run the ball, but he's still going to get fantasy points that way. The passing volume is my biggest concern. Like, I'd be surprised if he ends up surpassing, like, 440, like, pass attempts. You look back to last year, I know the running was great. It was fun. It was exciting because it generated fantasy points. But he only averaged 149 uh, passing yards per game last year. I don't see that increasing dramatically enough for him to finish as the, uh, the overall QB1 in fantasy. I think it's still, uh, it's still between, you know, your Josh Allens of the world, your Patrick Mahomes, you know, and, and Jalen Hurts. Fields is a dark horse candidate, so I don't want to completely bash your feelings, but I just don't think he's going to be able to. I don't think his fantasy production is going to be able to propel him to QB1. <laughs> well, well, you, you wouldn't bash my feelings. It, it, it'd be my son. He, he'd be the one to have his because he's all about Justin Fields this year. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how he rolls. But hope, I got to say, I hope you're wrong this time because it'll make my son very happy if you're wrong. <laughs> In addition to following Eric on social media, at Eric and Moody, check him out tonight. The Fantasy Football Draft is starting at 7 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN. It will also be simulcast on Facebook, YouTube, X slash Twitter, whatever we're calling it these days, and the ESPN app. Eric, before we let you go, what's your strategy ahead of the the draft tonight? 
Yeah, I'm looking forward to the draft. Now I've got the number four pick, and I can't reveal like you know my draft plans and and, and all you know all those secrets. I know colleagues may be listening to this, but uh, I'm really excited you know about this draft. Number four, you know, I'm sitting there thinking, you know, I'd love for someone like Jam- Jamar Chase or Justin F- or not Justin Fields, excuse me, Justin Jefferson to drop. Mm-hmm. I just don't think it's going to happen. Like if Christian McCaffrey's there, I gladly go with Christian McCaffrey. We saw what he was able to do last year. In San Francisco, phenomenal as a runner in between the tackles. One of the top receiving backs in the league, you know, next to Austin Eckler. I would also consider, like, Travis Kelsey there, though. I'm like, he's a set-it-and-forget-it of tight ends, like the slow cooker of tight ends. Mm. You just put him in there, he's going to take care of your lineup. So those are two players, you know, that I'm eyeing. But I'd love to have, like, Jefferson or, or Chase if they fall. I just don't think it's going to happen. But I am, I am ready for the draft. You know, I've kind of spent the afternoon – you know, listening to some music, you know, getting my peers and everything together, my sleepers <laughs> list. I love so it. I was listening to a little uh, hard rock there, Mudvayne and, uh, you know, some other bands. So, you know, hey, I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm fully caffeinated. Let's make it happen. Eric Moody locked in for the draft tonight. We'll be tuned in. Eric, thanks so much for all of the great insight and the tips today. Good luck tonight. No, thank you. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Until next time. And again, the draft tonight, 7 p.m., Eastern Time right here on ESPN. Coming up next, we want to hear from you. 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. Which team do you love to root against? It could be a team or a player. Who do you love to cheer against? We're going to tell you our answers and take your calls. Keep it here on ESPN Radio. We're just weeks into this year, and the news is already nonstop. Two overseas wars, a presidential election already testing the democratic process, a former president in court. It can feel impossible to keep up with, but we can help. I'm Brad Milkey, the host of Start Here, the daily podcast from ABC News. Every morning, my team and I get you caught up on the day's news in a quick, straightforward way that's easy to understand. So kickstart your morning. Start smart with Start Here and ABC News, because staying informed shouldn't feel like a chore. Death is the only punishment here. Now streaming, FX's Shogun. My master asks, what do you seek here? To vanquish our common enemies. Based on the global bestseller by James Clavell. War is coming. The epic saga of war, passion, and power. Let it come. FX's Shogun, now streaming on Hulu. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. Like we need the wee wee. We need the the police sirens. For a little Mrs. Oh, Officer, <laughs> man, I can't, I can't wait for Shannon to ty- pi- uh, chime in, man. Our girl Michelle's got some soul up in the notes <laughs> and music. Man, do you realize that one time when Randy Scott and I were doing the show, and our man Shannon got Michael Bivens on the show? Okay, when the, during the Celtics Warriors NBA Finals, we had Michael Bivens, the man behind BBD, on the show talking basketball, and of course, Randy Scott and I. Had to talk some music with him. So, of course. Um, man, we might have to work on that. Uh, get, get get some uh, music folks up on here some more, Shannon. Any, any Michelle forever, is down with it. Absolutely. I would love it. Yeah, Shannon, you know, get that 
let's uh, put together a little roster of names. We could get going on that. But it's been all love on the show today. Shannon, we had an earlier segment where Shannon was proposing things to us. He said, good vibes only. Do you love it or do you like it? Enough of that. It's time to talk about who you hate. It's time to talk about who you love to root against. It could be a team or it could be a player. 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776 here on Canteen Carlin. Brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. I'm Michelle Smallman. He's Mike Wells. Let's just go around the horn here and talk about who we love to root against. Mike Wells, the floor is yours. Who gets on your nerves? Man, well, you know, this is the first time I played this game, so I want want to make sure I do it right. Is this current teams or just teams overall in history or whatnot? It could be either, but let's let's start first with current teams or players. Ooh, current teams. Ooh, obviously – Players, James Harden's on the top of that list. Based off you, you can tell I'm not a James Harden fan. I just think I just don't like the way he plays the game. Um, just not, a, just not a big fan of his. So he is at the top of my list when it comes to any sport, and I'm talking all sports around. James Harden is number one through ten on that list. Okay, James Harden for Mike Wells. Shannon Penn, you're up next. All right, I thought long and hard about this. Initially, I was going to say the Dallas Cowboys because I love it when they play well and then they have some sort of bad playoff loss. But I'm not even going to say the Dallas Cowboys. I'm actually going to say Dallas Cowboy fans. You guys are insufferable. Dallas Cowboy fans insist upon themselves. Thank you very much, (laughs) Peter Griffin. That's that's what I'm going with. You know, I'm with you with the Dallas Cowboys. I'm from St. Louis, so people are going to think this is biased, but I think baseball lost something when the Cubs won the World Series. It's just so much better to have that storyline about the team that hasn't gotten it in so long. Or the Red Sox, you can make the same argument that they're chasing. I feel like the Cowboys are that team now that once they win another Super Bowl, we will be lacking something in the NFL. Okay, we heard from Mike. We heard from Shannon. Eric on the ones and twos who's been crushing it today. Eric, who do you love to root against? Oh, thank you, Michelle. Um, so, I, obviously, I'm a Yankee fan, so probably the Red Sox are number one. But when I thought about it, I think it's the Knicks. I think it's the Knicks for me. The and Knicks I'm a Brooklyn Nets fan. Okay. And you realize you had a Knicks fan sitting right behind right. you right now, too, right? That's right. I do, real- in your blind spot I do realize right that. In your blind spot right I now. I think that they're the Cowboys of the NBA. <laughs> I think they're the Cowboys of the NBA. Okay. So, I'm going to say something quickly that's controversial. And, you know, I am a St. Louis girl, so people back home might not like this. I'm going with the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm sick of their run of dominance. I'm sick of Kansas City Chiefs fans. I love Patrick Mahomes. I love Andy Reid. Travis Kelsey is so fun to watch. I am sick of hearing it from people back home about the Kansas City Chiefs. You know how people, if they do CrossFit or they're a vegan, they love to tell you about it all the time? That is Kansas City Chiefs fans for me. They love to tell you how great their team is. And listen, they've earned nope. it, I guess, but I am no bar- sick no of it. No barbecue for you, uh, Michelle. No barbecue <laughs> from Kansas City for you on that, after that comment. That's right. I'm going to be banned from Kansas City. But hey, I had to be honest. It's the trust tree here. Coming up next, the Jets have Dalvin Cook. What's the biggest question around the team? We'll discuss it. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Auntie and Carlin, the podcast.